welcome back to part two of what I am referring to as the Holiday Brigade, because I definitely have a theme going on here. <laughs> it fits. I like it a lot. So before we dive into this week's madness, let's go around, remind us who you are, where we can find your stuff, and who you're playing today. I'll go first. Uh, I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her. I am available online at art underscore fantastical on all the social medias. I currently play on the Ballad of the Seven Dice channel. Uh, our Rise of Nerlathotep stream is barreling towards uh, uh, the bad ending finale, so please join us for that soon. And I'm very excited for these holiday shenanigans. And who do you play? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I play uh, Mrs. Stax, the professional. Who ended up with an unexpected new job last time. Yeah, I love that for, for her, for me. <laughs> this is Morgan with Mindflate Mondays. Uh, check us out. We are a team of professional dungeon masters. I am playing Alaric Hawthorne. He is the spell slinger. Greetings and salutations, you beautiful listeners out there. I am Brian. You can find me at Twitter at MrNerdyBrian. My pronouns are he and him. And I run a show by the names of Cyber City that is using the Cyberpunk Red system, but God, I have diverged so quickly far away from that that you, that you will lose your mind. I run a game in a system called Absurdia. It's called We're Not in Kansas Anymore. If you love SCP in the backrooms, then I'm your man, my man. And then finally, last but not least, I run an Eldritch Fantasy series that is called Hastermarked. And I'm playing Enoch the Monstrous. But it do he was still probably very upset. He is destroyed. And Malaric are still vehemently disagreeing over who won that one fight. <laughs> right now, it's an ongoing like shuffle of like taking out broken furniture from Enoch's room because he just keeps breaking it. <laughs> He's very upset. Dear listeners, I am Brianna Jean here, DM, doing far too many things. I board the Opal Star, which is now weekly. Tempest Multi, which is bi-weekly, and we switch games every season. I play and produce in Beyond the Crumbling Veil, which is Call of Cthulhu, and I'm still obsessing over that ending. I'm very excited for season two. I have this, and I'm, I have another upcoming one that is the Rise of Vault of God, so keep an eye out for that. I do production and some small amounts of writing for The Graveyard Taste, which is an audio drama, and I will soon be releasing an audio drama of my own called Ceasefire, so keep an eye out for that as well. I'm a hyper-creative workaholic, and if nothing, I am ambitious. But for today, it is time to solve another mystery. Before we dive in, though, I do have one more thing to address, which is Mrs. Stack's new job as Santa's handler. Okay, so ah. about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have some thoughts. <laughs> okay, I have thoughts too, but what are your thoughts? Well, dear listeners, at the end of our Christmas episode, uh, we were bamboozled by a winter spirit, and uh, Mrs. Stax was tricked into becoming the new Mrs. Claus, who is the handler of the spirit that is Santa. Just, they, they live there and they watch over and make sure he runs Christmas correctly and he stays contained. And that became her job. And I think after a lot of very embarrassing paperwork and a lot of interviewing other members of the Sweeper organization, I think they were able to find someone who was more festively inclined, uh, more had a little bit more Christmas spirit, and 
I would hope that they could transfer the spell to someone else, but I'm not sure if that was doable. Not quite in this time frame. It's only been a couple of months, yeah. but you're happy to find out it's actually not that bad of a gig once Christmas is over. People don't talk about Santa as much, so... Perhaps the people you interviewed were there to provide extra eyes as you are able to leave the North Pole. The elves stay in touch with you. They kind of yeah. give, you, give you the lowdown on what's going on. They let you know if anything weird is going on. You have to be there for Christmas Eve and kind of like gotta be there on the holidays. But you, after like the new year, you're able to leave. No issue. <laughs> okay. He's solidly hibernating, I think, also for January. Kinda, sorta. He's he's tired. That took a lot out of him. Yeah. But I think I think the sweepers are working on this. Oh, probably. Definitely. You're... They don't want you tied to that. I imagine no. you don't want to be tied to that either. No. And I am in so much trouble, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I got demoted, but... I'm very much... It's on your record now, forever. Yeah, there's definitely a bad... There's. I'm on the naughty list now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question, though, is... Alaric and Enoch, did you hang out with Mrs. Stacks throughout Christmas? After she got bamboozled, or...? Yes. Enoch needed to express his rage, so... I, I think Mrs. Stacks at one point had to, like get the Christmas spirit away from Enoch. He's like, no, I need more training. <laughs> and the Christmas spirit's just been crying in a corner. Have you been bullying Santa? Yeah, he said <laughs> they've been sparring, but no. It's just been bullying. I have threatened you wooden spoon numerous times. And yeah, I think this Christmas was a bit chaotic. Uh... <laughs> To say in the least. But as I said, January rolled around. You were able to go back to your mostly ordinary days until you all got called in because a strange report came in. I probably would have hung out a little bit just to try to gather information about who the original Mrs. Claus was. And since Mrs. Stacks couldn't do the investigation herself, uh, Alaric probably would have taken off to try to track and follow and hunt this being down so we can try to write what was done. So that would have been what Alaric has been doing since since Christmas. He's been tracking. I will say, she didn't leave any traces of her identity in the house. Been getting bits and pieces. You still don't know exactly who or what she was, but you've got your feelers out. Mm -hmm. And January comes along. <laughs> yeah, and... Valentine's Day is soon approaching. However you all feel about that holiday is entirely up to you. But you hear that something strange has been going on, and you all, for one reason or another, are sent to investigate because there's been this irrational wave of anger spreading through the streets of West Cook, Minnesota. The problem with my clients called me, a former client, asking me to come out and check this place out, you know private eye and all that yeah there's something that just doesn't fit about this 
And it's something like, I started in an area and just started to spread and spread. And it hasn't gotten that far yet, but that could get problematic quickly. With this type of anger, what kind of uh, outbursts are happening that we might be informed of as to why we're each being called out here by our own teams and such? People getting into shouting matches, some people getting into shoving matches, there were some bar fights, just no one knows why, but over the past, like, couple of days, everyone in this town has just started getting kind of angry. Hmm. I think I hear about that from Sweeper's headquarters, and I've, I've been dealing with so much Christmas stuff. I'm like, yes, please send me, please. I will go. Like, oh, I'm out the door. <laughs> You're finally done with the paperwork. You're like, yes, be reinstated. <laughs> Can I go? Can I go? I will say, though, I think we show up right outside of town because we need to meet up. I don't know what y'all arrive in. I definitely arrive in a sweeper's van. It's sweeper's cleaning service. And I stop and I get out and you can clearly still hear like Christmas music just like blasting. And I'm like angrily turn off the vehicle and I get out. And I'm not wearing any, but you hear just, like, jingle bells a little bit. <laughs> and I kind of have to shake them off. And I'm in my my pristine, black, semi-casual look. Black hair pulled back. You do have a new pin that's a little Christmas tree in your mouth. Actually, no, it's a, it's a little Santa hat. Not a Christmas tree, it's a Santa hat. It's a little Santa hat and very cute candy cane earrings. He looks so pissed off about it, too. <laughs> yes. And Stax is usually calm and collected and prepared. And she looks mad and tired. And <laughs> perfect attitude to be heading into this town. <laughs> well, for Enoch, it's nothing but awkwardness because he was in his training room just breaking everything in sight. And then Intercom went off and was they were telling him about the details. And that's when he was just thinking in his head, I've never been bested like this before by anyone. Ah, I don't know how to feel about this. And he just screams out, I just want to hug her. And he looks, oh, a job? Yeah, I'll take it. Bye. And he rushes out. <laughs> you just want to hug her? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and you hear the rhythmic clopping of Mini Horse and Enoch is... His Tengu mask looks a little weird. It's just a Cupid face. <laughs> Cupid face. <laughs> On this giant red hulking monstrosity riding a teeny yes, little... Yes, he's a yep. large, monstrous <laughs> man. Hawthorne would be showing up in his... You guys, let's, uh, let's see if you guys are fans. 1967 Chevy Impala. Black. Four-door. Uh, that's what he rolls up in. Oh, I'm facepalming so hard right now. Hey, come on, man. That's classic right there. <laughs> it is, but I know what you're doing here. I know what you're doing here. <laughs> but that's what he rolls up in. And I guess he would meet you guys on the outside of town. He is wearing a dark jacket because it's still cold out, especially up in Wisconsin. So Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. I don't know why I said Wisconsin. But yeah, it'd still be cold. Cold as heck out there. So he's probably fully bundled up for winter. The scarf on. A little bit more facial hair than before, because before it was just scruffy. He's got a little bit of facial hair going out, but still rocking the, the teal haircut. So, I bet he shows up. Hey, Mrs. Stax. 
So I see they let you out of the pole. Yes, they did. Finally. Also, just stacks. We'll just go with stacks. I've had enough, Mrs. I don't know for that for now. Let's just All go right. with stacks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had to eat so many sugar cookies the last few weeks. It's like you have to. I'm so sorry. But yes, we are. We are on track. <laughs> Enoch? <laughs> Enoch just looks at stacks. And he, somehow he now has a sugar cookie. You're the best. This is why I love teaming up with you now. I get lots of cookies. <laughs> Do I hear jingle bells? <laughs> Where's my cookies? Enoch hands, hands his one of his new his best buddy a cookie. Here you go, my little friend. Um, I've been dealing with things. I'm feeling very conflicted. Um, let's let's go um, take care of all this. I don't want to think about the very cute spirit that made me be bested. I didn't say that. And Enoch just awkwardly rides Minnie Horse away. <laughs> I think he's holding a grudge. My eyebrows go so far up my forehead. And I, I just look at Hawthorne and I don't say anything, but it's like... I think he looks at you and is just like, I, uh, man, I, I heard he was uh, training with, with Santa while, while I was looking into things. Oh, he was he was harassing Santa. He was being very rude to Santa while Santa was trying to hibernate. <sighs> I'm trying so hard. I do guess... I suppose being tricked by that spirit in that way so fully I guess he's probably not dealing with it well I mean are any of us I mean, you're stuck up there and going crazy about sugar cookies I've been almost pulling my hair out trying to track down that thing kind of got, it didn't just get the best of him it got the best of all of us and we and we knew we talked about it beforehand we knew that there was something up and somehow we still got played and that's you did and then you decided, no, we can actually trust her. And yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. That's what really gets me. You know. But we'll we'll get our chance. We'll get our revenge. She never pinged us hostile, I will say. She never pinged us hostile or threatening. No. A spirit like that can't lay low for long. We couldn't resist it. We'll find her. You hear the vague sounds of people having a shouting match, just like, sounds like someone started to pull out in front of someone else. Why aren't you watching where you're going? And I do say, I, I, I stop for one second and I hold up one finger and I'm like, don't judge me. I have to do this about every hour. And I just shake and it shakes all the jingle bell noises out of me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You have been told that these side effects will continue to go away in time. <laughs> yes. As the seasons change, this should hopefully stop. All right, let's go. All right, and I think Hawthorne makes a note to himself. Make sure don't stealth by by stacks. I was about to say Mrs. Stacks, but don't stealth by stacks. <laughs> the bells. <laughs> and he will follow your lead. All right, let's go see this confrontation. Would you like to roll to investigate a mystery? Yes. As you are 
walking around examining this town, going to check out this confrontation. Super normal town. I'm going to want to do that as well. We are off to a good start. I am so keyed in, and I'm so tired of being around Christmas stuff that I am just like, ah, yes, normalcy. Normal town. This is what I know. This is... This is what I know. I rolled a 12. Nice. Okay. I got an 8. Mrs. Tex, you get to ask two. Mm -hmm. But you can ask an additional one that's not on the list if you wish to. For Alaric, you get to ask one. I also have forensic divination. When I successfully investigate mystery, I may ask what magic was done here as a free extra question. Gotcha. I'm looking around for magic, because I'm assuming whatever is causing this entire town to fight is not normal. So my first... Hopefully not. As a mage, my first assumptions would be something magical is happening. Yeah, I'm just so... Like, I've done so much customer service. It's part of the sweeper training. I can just see all of the parties immediately, and I want to know, first of all, what happened here. Something that you've run into at times is sometimes certain creatures or items of some sort have this sort of radius effect that will impact the people around it. It looks like there is either a creature or an item or something that is causing this feeling of, like, anger, but anger specifically towards, like, other people to just spiral outwards. You weren't quite sure where the center point is, but you might have super training or tech that can help you locate the epicenter or just, like, asking people questions. Okay. But I also met... Did they have a fender bender or are they just arguing? Like, or it just started something really inane? It looks like someone was trying to pull out and there was almost a fender bender but it wasn't and then like just kind of like got out of the car and they're yelling at each other they seem to be somewhat familiar with each other and they're just arguing back and forth but it doesn't look like it's going to escalate they just look angry okay all right so yeah that's what happened so it's clearly some kind of radius effect of something i want to ask hmm so I can either ask what sort of creature is it, and then that could be, like, what it could possibly be. Because I know there's creatures that cause fear. Not sure about rage. Or I could do the classic what is being concealed here, which is always fun. There's also, you could just make up a question to ask, since you got 12 plus. Yeah, let's go with what is being concealed here, and then I'll think of my third question. Something having this kind of impact would mean there's something powerful, either, like I said, item or creature, something that is being hidden or just, like, tucked away, like a sight or creature power that is being concealed somewhere near this town. I want to hold my third question, because I want to see what Alaric learns. All right. Uh, the first question I'll ask is my freebie, which was from my uh, ability. I have the forensic divination. What magic was done here? So as you look around, you see there are traces of what looks like some sort of charm magic. It's low level, not enough to 
say make someone do something they wouldn't normally do, but something that could like gr gradually increase influence over time. But it looks like it's not behaving like it should be. Like something has messed with it or maybe changed the flavor. I'm seeing some type of energy. Well, you could infer that since it's making people angry, maybe it was normally meant to make people feel like kindness or more positive emotions towards each other. But something's made it go sour and now it's making people get kind of angry with each other instead. Yeah. Just so you guys are aware, I'm, I'm detecting traces of magical energy in this area. It looks like it's some type of charm that's been altered. It's low level, but it can grow with time. Hmm. So... I'm just imagining like some kind of sweeper tech that looks real clunky, <laughs> like like an old Game Boy, <laughs> and that's where I'm picking up like the radius. If that's cool, you want to see where it's coming from? Yeah, that can be my my third question. Where is this coming from? And then I still have one more as well. I'll think about it after we figure this out. Okay, so as for the epicenter, you, you pull out your little device, it whirs, it dings, it makes a couple of other odd noises before giving you coordinates. That, when you plug into your phone, leads to a spot just outside of, there's this little lake nearby called Cupid Lake. There's a reason it's in West Cook, Minnesota, I found out there was a Cupid Lake, so I'm like, hell yeah. That's perfect. Uh I can hear Brian rolling his eyes at me. <laughs> it just rolls so hard. Is Enoch keeping to, like, the rooftops and the alleys skulking around? Where is Enoch? Doc, like, I kind of... I've sort of pictured it that it's, it's like, in most magical worlds where, like, certain magical things people just can't really, can't look at. They don't register Enoch. Okay. Most of the time. It's too much. When they see him on top of his horse, they just see a very, very dashing individual. <laughs> but right now, Enoch is just, like, distracted because he's just looking up at the clouds, looks back down at the ground, looks up at the clouds, back down at the ground, sighs, looks at the two people arguing, and then just says, If you don't stop screaming at each other, I'm gonna slap you! They recoil in fear. Enoch just goes back to looking at <laughs> the clouds. <laughs> uh, sorry you about that. You hear very different screaming, and then people like, <laughs> very hard to slam. I just off. <laughs> That's when the the visage breaks, and they see what really yelled at them. Well, that resolved that. But yes, there's definitely did it, something. Did it. <laughs> did it? Not yet. Um, but there's definitely something affecting this town in a radius and my coordinates are pulling us this way towards oh really it's called Cupid Lake for the first time ever the being known as Enoch laughs <laughs> that I, I never understood irony but, to, but today I get it Names have power, especially when tied to stories. What can I say? Did you ask what type of creature it was, or no? No, not. A, I didn't ask exactly. Because it could be an item, but... Yeah, it could be an item. I would say, uh, 
my question would be, what sort of creature could do the charm magic that wasn't before it was altered? Like, what it was supposed to be. Clearly, it's been altered. We got a Cupid Lake. I'm not sure if, if Alaric has heard of Cupids or if he thinks those are, if, if we think those things are a real thing. You've heard of the story of Cupid, at least. You're familiar with sort of, like, the general, like, Hallmark mythos. You were probably also a little, have done research and come across, like, the original stories. So, I guess it's more like, you know, I'm, I'm asking, my last question would be, what sort of creature is it? Like, is it possible that it's a Cupid, or is there something else that I know that does this kind of low, or this kind of charm magic? It's probably, if not Cupid, then maybe, like, some sort of creature that Cupid was based off of, but something has corrupted or twisted it somehow to where instead of spreading, like, love and happy feelings, it's spreading anger. Ooh, I can, I can geek, I can geek out. Yeah, there, cause there definitely is, there is a creature that Cupid is based off of from Greek mythology. <laughs> Enoch shivers in fear on his mini horse. <laughs> ah, stacks. <laughs> Is there anything in the sweepers archives about Cupids? I mean, it's, it's close to Valentine's Day. We're near a lake named after Cupid. There's charm magic in the air that's being altered. Yes. There's the myth, obviously, and there is the, the pop culture icon. Uh, it has been posited that there could actually be an actual creature that it is based on, but any sightings or um, documentation have all been speculative. There's, we, there hasn't been any, we haven't caught a Cupid per se. There are other creatures um, that can cause various emotional responses, but not in an area this large and not this quickly. And by what you said, by the date on the calendar and the name of the lake, it might be a Cupid. Yeah, but why Why would this Cupid turn its charm into something negative? Unless somebody else is doing it. What if this is connected to the Santa? Mrs. Claus. What if they're messing with other, other holiday beings just to cause chaos? You hear a moment of ominous jingling <laughs> and Enoch looks around for any signs of a satyr this could be our first real lead on that there are no satyrs you're fine oh thank you <laughs> if at all this is connected this could be our first real lead on recapturing the whatever they were <laughs> that would be wonderful that would be a great step and even if it is a unrelated if it's an actual cupid or something similar that will still be worth it for the documentation i just hope it's not an actual naked baby with a so, bow and arrow so for actual fun's sake i'm not going to do it in the voice but enoch because he loves to read he relates how in greek mythology it was believed that the cupid was the child of pan and enoch just says God, don't let that pervy goat be anywhere near us. (laughs) 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 The satyrs are definitely getting ready for Mardi Gras. They are not here. (laughs) 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 They're they're all being very carefully monitored down in New Orleans. But 
you guys will notice that just talking about the mythology and the history of the of what a Cupid is, it helps to calm Enoch down. I like to study different mythologies of creatures. I like to actually learn more about what I'm facing because you cannot help what appears on the outside. And it always leads to the question, what makes us us? And I try to look at it from a different perspective in my studies. I can agree with that. I mean, the more you know about others, the more you know about yourself. That's very astute and heartfelt, Enoch. And I pat your <laughs> arm real awkwardly. This is just be that moment for the anime shine, because Enoch's just, Yay! I've proved I'm not an idiot! As, as you pat, there's just this tiny little traces of glitter. <laughs> Enoch now has tinsel on him everywhere. Stax has actually not been back to her lovely minimalist apartment because she will know she will leave glitter everywhere and it won't ever come out. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been crashing at a friend's place yeah. who is all about glitter and crafts and she's like, ooh, free glitter. Can you come here and sprinkle some that on this? I'm working on a project. A yeah. craft project. <laughs> oh, You've gotten a lot of glitter out of your system that way, but there, there's still a little bit left and you're like, my bad. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hawthorne was saying something? I was just saying, uh, so let's do, do one head to the lake. We're going to head into the town first to see how this might be affecting others before we just go straight into potentially a hornet's nest. I was imagining us actively walking through the town. And again, it's just like people honking at each other and like honking at people crossing the road. And it's like, I'm walking here. And we're not near New York City. <laughs> a lot of really just grumpy people. Yeah, like people arguing outside of restaurants and like throwing little like to-go boxes at each other. And like just everyone's bickering and angry and it's real negative vibes. <laughs> yeah, like Enoch's looking out and there's so many drives by and you just hear this loud like bleep and the person's flipping Enoch the bird. Enoch just looks and goes emulates him and goes, I've learned a new way to say hi. <laughs> Break squeal. Is there any way that I could maybe try to put some type of shielding around us? to protect us from whatever this ch charm magic is, so it doesn't, while we're walking through, we don't get influenced by it. Like, any any spells that I know that might be able to be used as, like, a shield, like a warding against its power. This is actually a good chance for me to say this to my partners, because Enoch's actually been thinking about this since you said there's an object and people are hating each other. Would, it, would there need to be a prerequisite before this starts to happen? Like, do you need to have some kind of feeling in you or it, just a thought and Enoch just goes back to think back to it deep in thought again from what I can tell from the charm magic I mean would it just be something that's just in the area that the longer you're in it the, the more you succumb to it because that's kind of what I got when you were describing how the magic worked Enoch was just thinking like maybe there's something that some that the people have to trigger to make the effect happen no, I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm asking, oh, I'm God, asking God. her if, 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 from what she was telling me before. It would make sense that it would be one of those things where, like, it's the constant exposure that leads mm -hmm. to it being 
more likely is you're like exposed to this aura, mm-hmm. but there may also require it may also require a triggering event that makes you just snap and start just getting all grouchy with people. So, I think it's the longer you're in it, exposed to it, the more likely you are to succumb to it. It's probably anything from you know like what we just saw with those people in the cars. Right? If you're exposed to it for long enough, and then somebody cuts you off. Whereas you might just yell at them from your car window, like, hey, you know, I'm driving here. Now they're stopping and getting out and almost getting in a fist fight. So I would say try to avoid things that make you upset, though it doesn't trigger. <laughs> he looks at Enoch when he says that. <laughs> this is the weirdest question, but this is, okay, Enoch is thinking this now. As he's looking at the people who are arguing. Is it looking like it would be people who are normally would be attracted to each other that are arguing against each other? It looks like everyone's arguing with him. Damn! Okay, because... There is no rhyme or reason. It's just you did a thing that irritated me, and some people just look in general grumpy and irritated with everything. Okay, no, no, no. Like I said, that was a weird question. Enoch's just trying to piece I do together. understand the logic behind that question. Yeah. Okay, like thank you. I was like, oh, no. I think I messed up. Like a lover's quarrel. <laughs> These aren't meat cutes. They're just... <laughs> yeah. Also, actually, you know, because you're looking around, just give me a plus sharp roll. Gotcha. I'll, I'll do that right now. Oh my goodness. I got... I actually did good with my sharp. I have a zero, but I rolled a seven. So not too bad. So as you're passing a restaurant, you see a couple tables where it looks like it might be a date, and they seem like they're a little angrier with each other than other angry bits, but you're not quite sure if that's just maybe they have other reasons to be angry at each other other than the field of, like, vague anger you're walking through. Oh, you know what? Enoch's gonna roll with it. He's actually gonna look at his two compatriots and say it out loud. I want you both to know. I think of you only only as friends. (laughs) You've been friend-zoned. Oh no, I'm so angry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a legitimate reason why I'm doing all this, I promise. I know there is. We we get your drift, but it's also just really funny because I probably didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, Hawthorne, he's never thought of you like that, so he's just like, oh no. (laughs) 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 I've been friend-zoned. Stacks, whatever shall I do? I'm updating <laughs> you in my contacts, in my contact files from work acquaintance to friend. Aww, that's an upgrade. Enoch looks up <laughs> to the sky and just like, good, I've protected us from a future danger. <laughs> they, will, they will resist my, my mojo. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Is there any type of spells that I might be able to think of? That I mean, because that's what I would try to do. Like some type of, even if it's just to uh, reduce the effect, you know, to give us more time. You probably have quite a few tricks. And I would argue that with, for use magic, do one thing that is beyond human limitations. Just give off like a happy vibes feel <laughs> to chase <laughs> off the bad vibes around you. I All love right. it. Let me try. All right, come on, big money, big money. Okay, not big money, but five, six, seven on the dice. It's weird, so it'll be a nine. All right, so you do give off the happy vibe field, but 
You get to choose a glitch, and I choose the effect the glitch has. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, I either problematic side effect or weaken, like, you know, like it's not perfect kind of thing is what I was thinking. That was my original thought, but it could be funny to see like a problematic side effect where it's too good and people are like, hey, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Oh, God. That'd be hilarious. An MGMT music video. <laughs> I'll let you pick between those two. Weakness or problematic side effect. Whatever one you'd rather throw at us, that's fine. Problematic side effect, but how do I want to make this weird? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And, it, it, and mind you, it wouldn't just be for me. It'd be for all three of us because it's oh, encompassing no. all of us. Oh, <laughs> yes. I was hoping for this. I'm just like, dang it, what, what do I want to do with that for problematic side effects? You can think about it, we can keep moving forward as right now it seems to be working and the problematic side effect doesn't have to happen right off the bat. Yeah, I'll come up with the side effects later because I was thinking if it was going to be the immediate unwanted attention everyone you walk by was just going to start turn start falling. Oh no! <laughs> oh, or everyone starts no. like catcalling us. <laughs> it's like, really? Oh, no. <laughs> Hey there, you three. How are you doing? Hey. <laughs> Not one of town? us, all three of you. <laughs> you guys all new hey. in town? <laughs> Ehawk just looks at him. I need an adult. <laughs> just keep walking. Do not acknowledge. So you all feel this positive field enveloping you that seems to push back. That You didn't really notice how kind of like oppressive and stiff the air felt until... You feel um, Hawthorne's magic kicking in around you, and it's just like, oh, that's those are specific kind of bad vibes. That was uncomfortable. Oh, this town is. Oh dear, we've got to get get this handled. I think our best bet is is continuing to the lake. Whatever is happening is happening from there. Yeah, and my magic is working for now, but. With things like this, you never know how long it'll stay up before I have to renew it. So the quicker we get through here and get there, the better off we are. Let's go. Enoch, you good? Enoch is just, he's in the moment, man. He, he's feeling pretty good. So he just, he just nods his head and follows. Even mini horses just, nay. It's a bit of more of a spring in the tiny horse's steps. Mm-hmm. I think while we're walking there, I'll try to pull up on my phone information about the lake. Is there any stories, local stories, anything like that that might pop up? Local myths or legends that might give us an idea of what is actually out here, if anything? Yeah, I'm trying to think, is there a move that fits that or a move that you have? Or actually, maybe Mrs. Stax has a move. Yeah, I do have tactical genius, but I don't know if this is a tactical situation. Let me double check my my player book. When you read a bad situation, you can roll plus cool instead of plus sharp. Yeah. Well, this could be a bad situation. Yeah, this could. I mean, it's it the vibes. <laughs> the vibes are rancid in this town. You're not in danger of riots yet, but it. It's not great. Oh no, I'll save that. I can I can call the sweepers if if things get bad enough, but there's consequences. But yeah, I'm gonna vibes awful. I have been in in sugar gum drop Christmas land for too long. 
don't like that, but don't like this. So I'm just really paying attention as we're getting closer to the lake. And let me read a bad situation once we get to the lake. Yeah, or just like as you are on your way to the lake, because there's also like best way in, best way out kind of things. That's a nine. Because you can read again when you get there. What are other dangers we haven't noticed? This could be a good time to add in the problematic side effect. (gasps) (laughs) Oh boy. As you're walking through with this happy field around you, people around you seem to be getting angrier. Oh. No. No. Something about your field. Your field is intact. But around you, it's starting to get angrier there. I'll dispel it then. If I well, if you point that out to me, I guess. Yeah, I noticed that, and I'm like, Alaric, we are we are drawing some very angry glares, uh, and I know most of these people cannot see Enoch. All right, it's probably the magic. Maybe it's interacting with the charm magic that's here and amplifying the effects that are being, you know, twisted by the charm magic. So, and with that, I'll do a couple little sigils with my hands, and then the spell disperses, and we can feel that energy drop. Yeah, it's not influencing you yet, but you can definitely, you you get why people are grouchy. Mm-hmm. Enoch's just, ew. We're not at the lake yet, right? So are you walking to the lake, or are you going to drive to the lake? Because you're, like, in the middle of it. Oh, I thought it was, like, in walking distance. Do we need to drive? Yeah, if it's not walking distance, then we'll, we would drive. Yeah, so we'll we'll say that you've been driving in that case. Okay, okay. Mini horse is in the vehicle and Enoch's sitting on top of it. Yeah, Enoch is right on the roof. Oh, race. I was just thinking, like, Enoch is riding alongside the car. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like the fact that the little horse is just in the back seat like a dog, <laughs> like sticking his head out the window while Enoch rides the top of the car. <laughs> this feels right. <laughs> We're in Hawthorne's car because I'm very tired of uh, being in the van, and I'm also like, I'm sorry about the glitter, and it's all in your passenger seat. It's a really fine glitter. It's not super noticeable. He just says it's fine. I'll 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 build. Uh, I'll send the bill to uh, to the to your to your agency. Actually, which is more annoying if it's like the bit, like the f- like f- fine dust yeah. glitter, it's barely visible, or like a lot of those like really big fakes that they're like getting like wedged and all bad. I might have a date coming up in a week or so. I don't want them to get in the car and think that I have a bunch of people with glitter in here all the time. So yeah, <laughs> I'll need to get this taken care of quick. <laughs> and you know, he never goes on dates. You have that yeah. in your records. <laughs> he's just he's just trying to talk. <laughs> I've definitely seen your records, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, sure, sure, uh, build, build the sweepers. We'll, we'll work on that before your date. Oh, look, the lake. Yeah, the lake. Yeah, and it's just this little lake that, if I remember correctly, is shaped like a heart. Oh my gosh, even more That's amazing. Oh, of course it is. Look it up. Keep it like it is in place. I believe I'm going to use my third eye and I'm going to read a bad situation because it allows me to see things that are invisible, allows me to hold a plus one on any result. So it basically gives me an extra one. On a mission, you may still get a get a one hold 
but you're exposed to supernatural dangers. Okay, let's hope I don't miss. So, third eye. Just keep in mind, luck is a thing that exists. I have not used any luck, I don't think. Alright, so I rolled a six. It's plus sharp, so that's one, seven. <laughs> so I got just just enough to not fail it. <laughs> so, first off, do I see any like invisible trails, energy that tells us kind of a direction where to go? That's the first thing I'm just I'm just wondering if I see anything with, with that invisible vision, the third eye. And actually what you guys would see in the car is my eye as we stop and we can kind of see the lake. You see, like, he begins to cast, and, like, an eye opens up on his head. That's not vaguely weird at all, but then again, looking at this group, <laughs> you have a giant revenant riding on the top of the car. <laughs> right. Enoch's used to weird things. You know, the ripple effect, you drop stone into a pond, and the ripples just spread outwards? Mm-hmm. You can see those ripples, and you can see where they're originating from. And it looks like there might be like an entrance to a cave or a tunnel. All right. And whatever it is, is it, it it's coming from that area, which also does fit where Mrs. Stacks got her mirror down the rating too. I think maybe that those waves are actually painful. Maybe it actually gives me like a headache, or you know, I don't mind like punishing myself a little bit because I would assume that's a lot of vibrations coming out from that direction a lot for my eye to take in yeah oh is that for the i'm just doing it because i think it would be good story-wise like you would see like he's just he's looking out and then all of a sudden he looks like he grabs his head and the eye shuts as he's in pain it stabs through your brain it's yeah. just a lot of a lot of energy he now has a headache. He did not literally get stabbed in the brain. Don't worry, you didn't miss that. Much. <laughs> I leave. I leave for five seconds. <laughs> so I guess the questions, I would say, what is the best way in? I mean, obviously the cave, but is there like a does it look like a safer route to get to that cave from where we're at? I'll say you spot a way that you can walk along the shoreline to the lake without, like, getting into or disturbing the water. It's a slightly indirect way, but there is a way you can get in without causing any, like, noises or disturbances and sneak in. And I guess, what is the biggest threat, which I would probably say is whatever is coming from that cave, right? <laughs> Some bad vibes coming from that cave. Yep. I would relay that to both my partners here. And then you see him reach into his jacket, pull out a bottle of aspirin, dump out a couple, and then take them. Uh, sometimes that uh, gets you more than you bargained for. Well, I reach into my pocket, pull out a gun, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, well, we're also about to bring... Uh, more than whatever this is is bargained for so let's go check it out and Enoch reaches into his pocket and pulls out an old school Japanese tobacco pipe and just starts smoking and thinking I'm so gonna punch something can I have a hit of that? you know underneath his mask he is winking so hard <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what wizard doesn't use a pipe every once in a while? You know, I do like the Gandalf with it. Roll plus tough. 
Oh no, what is my oh, tough? No. My tough is zero. <laughs> so. He has such a high tolerance, man. Okay, I, I did all right. Five, six, seven, eight. Nice. So, however you want to punish me, because I know it's not perfect, but. It doesn't feel great. You're just like. <coughs> um, you have a coughing fit, but it doesn't last forever and doesn't immobilize you, and you're just like. That was. That might have been a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> One more for the road. And then I go back. <laughs> this is real. When you realize the tobacco pipe you were smoking is as big as your fist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good pipe. <clears throat> Don't lose that. <clears throat> it was a, it was a present. <laughs> yeah. Um, just mini horse, my little buddy. Stay in the stay in the vehicle. Enoch jumps down, cracks his neck, still dealing with conflicted feelings. You might want to follow that route around the lake. That's where we're going to go. It's the best route there. Penny Horse gives a little affirmative neigh and just, you know, settles down. His guy's head poking out the window. The little ears just twitching. Just, it's just one of his massive little fingers gives him a little little nuzzle. Pets. He's just, ah, you're, you're my best friend. I love you. Uh, He's a little happy, Winnie. So, I actually um, have an idea. You way more skilled in the terms of magic than I ever will be. Is there any way that you could try to scan out how the tunnel system looks to what we're going into? Like, map it out? Maybe when we get closer and hopefully by then my headache will be gone and I might be able to focus on something like that, but I would say probably from this distance it wouldn't be really worth doing. You know, I only have so far of a reach. Also, can you make sure your horse doesn't use the restroom in my car? I already got glitter in there. I hope not to have... If Enoch could be rolling his eyes, he just looks at you and goes, He is perfectly trained. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Sweepers could handle that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sweepers, sweep it out, right? All right. <laughs> I'm just scanning with my binoculars probably not seeing anything um and we're gonna head head that way yeah sensei would you like to roll to read a bad situation what we need to get closer like i feel like we're not true close enough yeah so you're following the path alaric found to get into the cave without like having to chomp through the water mm -hmm. or anything yes enoch's got alaric on his shoulder riding on his shoulder so he can focus on getting his head better uh, I, I can walk, I can walk, I can walk. <laughs> Enoch nods, he just... Just let me know if you need a ride. I uh, appreciate it. I'm, I'm still, like, scouting duty and scanning with my binoculars. I'm like, that's so thoughtful, Enoch. And now that we're closer to the cave mouth, I will read a bad situation with a nine. All right. On a seven to nine, hold one. I've yet to have a failure. Which is sad, because fun. Oh, we will. <laughs> oh, it's coming, I know it is. It'll probably be right when we get to the fight, is when we all yeah. start failing. Because yeah, it's, it's usually how it is. When you have this when you have this many good rolls before the bad situation, that's usually when it falls apart. Because the dice gods are cruel. Uh yeah. What dangers have we not noticed? 
I'm looking for anything hiding, any traps, any any spell energy, anything that we can walk into. I don't know why, but I picture with like the uh, the stuff from Ghostbusters, like the oh. the goggles on, like you're like you popping that down it. as you're looking around. Yes, it, it just makes sense. Yes. So as you're examining, you don't see anything that resembles a trap, but you do see signs that there's some sort of creature that's left like some traces behind and it's whatever it is must be further down in the cave but there's something in there and you can see there's patches of grass and moss like in the cave floor how you notice where the creature has been is it looks like there's like decay yeah I, I point that out. I'm like, there's definitely something that's been living and moving around here, and it's leaving a very nasty trail for us. So whatever this is, we need to be prepared. But also, you know, sweepers, we prefer to um, to investigate, and if, if we can take whatever it is alive and relocate it to wherever it's supposed to be, that's better. But if the thing is sick or malevolent, then... You may have no choice. And as you say that, he'll reach like he's grabbing something, but there's nothing there on his side. And all of a sudden you see him pull out like an heirloom sword as he prepares to go in. It almost just like comes out of like almost like a magical space. So you don't see it on his side. Well, you know, we can send Enoch first. I mean, he's better at handling physical confrontations than either of us, I would say also might take up the entire tunnel, but okay. Yeah, we don't want... Not that you aren't large and imposing, which is usually great. Uh, we don't want you um, stuck between that thing and us. So I'll go first. <laughs> you see that Enoch had gotten down to his knees, and he's just like walking on his knees. Yeah, that probably is probably for the best crouch down, crawling on your hands and knees, like yeah. belly crawl. It's terrifying <laughs> to see. Well, it's very unsettling. I could try to read the the tunnels as Enoch requested. Go for it. Yeah. As uh, you are slowly making your way through, I'm guessing Stax and Elric are going first. Yes. Yeah. I think what I'll do is like part of the the casting is I will tap my sword against the walls kind of make that like echo when it does it that's what the magical energy is to where I can kind of see where the routes go kind of thing magic echo location yeah using the sword let's see here that's a three plus I think two did I have a two hold on let me see here so yeah I'm pretty sure I failed that'll be yeah five total so there's your first failure you jinxed us (laughs) Right as we go into the tunnel. And I get to add experience, and I'm at three experience because I still have the two from the last session. Yay. So. Hooray. <laughs> Closer to level up. You tap your sword and send the magic out. It seems almost like it's consumed and sucked into something. Mm-hmm. You hear a growling deep within the cave. Uh, something just absorbed my energy. So that did not work the way we were hoping. Well, not so much need for stealth then. I say still stealthing. 
<laughs> Just say it doesn't necessarily know how many of us are here yet. So force of habit. That sweeper training really sticks with you. I mean, I could I could go a little bit forward since it definitely knows I'm here, and that way you guys can kind of stealth behind me. And that way, if it charges me, then you guys can hopefully get the drop on it. We'll cover you. Yeah, still crawling. I'm not looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> Alaric pulls his scarf and loosens it up a little bit as he shifts and then begins to move down the tunnel, <laughs> knowing that something may just come out and rip him into the dark at any moment. Sword drawn. So you continue down the tunnel. There's a little stream of water that looks like it's probably like coming from the lake itself on down probably flowing back out. You're not sure exactly how deep the cave system goes. As you are taking the front, Alaric, you feel this creature breathing. You just feel like it's gross and decay. Like I'm getting closer to it? Does it feel like it's all around me, or does it feel like it's further ahead of me? So it's a presence all around, but it's starting to feel more intense the further in you go. I can tell it's further in, but the the vibe is all around me. All right, got yeah. it. Yeah, it's like you're, you're pushing through the bad vibes. Yeah. Uh, be careful. The deeper we go, the more powerful the energy it's putting off gets. Yeah. You all feel it. It's just you are getting most of it because you're farthest ahead, which also makes sense because you have a sword. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then we have someone with a gun, and then someone who is just terri- vaguely terrified. <laughs> Crawling behind us. <laughs> just like... I'm picturing, like, army crawl, the arms, like, moving forward but the face, like, turned up with a cheer mask, and it's just like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I've got my gun is ready, I've got my flashlight, and I'm, that sweeper training is like, don't look behind you, don't, don't even... Yeah. <laughs> Also, experience working with Enoch. Yeah, don't look. Don't look. I think even as I look back to kind of like say what I was saying to you guys, when I see Enoch behind you, I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know what's worse, the the vibes in front of me <laughs> or the chair masked friend behind us. I don't know what's worse. And I will continue. Take a deep breath, and then and then move further down the tunnel into this energy. Is anyone else going to do anything as we continue in? Enoch, do you want to roll anything? Okay. So, I'm not being powered by my pure drive, but since this feeling is hitting me, okay, this might actually work for charm then, because the idea is Enoch's going to basically kind of do like any other animal, and he's going to be letting out his own aura to answer back to this thing. Hey, you make people feel uncomfortable, I can make people feel uncomfortable too. Take my evil aura. <laughs> so yeah, the stacks and me are both really like, ugh, what is worse? What's in front or what's behind? Right in front of Oliver, you just have this way, like, whatever the mysterious creature looks like shadow. Then, then you see the aura of Enoch with the cherub mask. <laughs> we are stuck in the middle of this and it's like a heat wave and we're just like, ugh. I think I look at you, Stax, and I go, I did try to put him in front of us. 
<laughs> you both feel specifically incredibly uncomfortable with different kinds of uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, what kind of role is that to give off your own bad vibes? <laughs> so I was thinking about this. Wouldn't it technically so be to funny. manipulate someone? And I'm technically I'm trying to protect my teammates as well because I want them to get some of those that ugh off of them. You can make an argument for either. Then you know what? I'll go for protect someone then. Because my tough is so much better. <laughs> I am so glad my tough is good. Because that gave me a seven. Ooh. Just had to beat it. Ooh, just enough. You protect them, okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. You know what? That's what I was hoping that would happen eventually, so if there's going to be any harm coming, I'll gladly take it. As you're getting closer, you're getting to a point where it seems like this tunnel opens up into perhaps like some kind of cavern. And this cavern doesn't look like it may have been entirely natural. It looks like parts of it may have been excavated for some kind of purpose. And there's something on the far side, but you're a little too distracted by this creature that it looks like someone made like a stick figure, but... It's a bigger stick figure, and it's draped in moss and lichen, and it is where this bad feeling is coming from, and I need everyone to roll, plus... I'll say act under pressure. Oh, no. As you feel some of this influence starting to sink in, or try to. Thank goodness, because I have a minus one in my cool. So I rolled a nine, so I got an eight. Okay. I got a seven. Okay. I got a seven plus two, and I had a hold, so I'm at seven, ten. All right, so Mrs. Sachs, you're able to shrug off this sort of angry necrotic effect Alaric, you hold it up, held up your hand like you had something. I did, and I realized it wouldn't have mattered. I was going to say, do I get anything from the bad situation knowing what was here? Because, you know, you get a plus one ongoing. And then I realized it wouldn't matter anyways because I had a seven, so it only put me at an eight. So that's why I was like, ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll choose the worst outcome because doesn't Enoch take it for me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe. I'm kidding. So for Alaric, do you start to give in to the anger? I think knowing what it does, he would try to resist it as much as possible. Okay, you take one harm. All right. Isn't able to sink into your mind, but you feel and you look down where the hand holding the sword and they're like these dark tendrils that have wrapped up around you. They seem to be leeching some of the life out. Enoch, actually no, I have to decide if it's worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay, unless you have an idea. Enoch does have an idea. He's going to fill his heart full of the feelings that he's been trying to suppress because he's thinking that might be the way to go because if this thing's trying to fill me with anger, I'll fill it with love. And he thinks about that goddamn spirit that tricked him. Aww. She's so cool and hot. 
And when Enoch was walking here, he had picked a flower. He attaches her face to the flower. He holds it. And then he looks at the creature. He basically just pulls the Morpheus. He holds out his hand and says, come at me. So you're her choice. Do you give in to the anger and pose a threat to your friends? Or do you give in to the anger and go after this person that you have become so unexpectedly attached to? Shit! This is a really hard choice! I will say, the effect does have a chance of wearing off. Basically, are you going to stay and be menacing to your friends, or are you going to run off to find this other person who bested you? Ah, oh, goddammit. I have to stay in character. And, yeah, he, Enoch gets up and runs away. Runs down the tunnel? Yep. He just starts angrily <laughs> scuttling down the tunnel. It's even worse from dying. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm coming! <laughs> I think we entered this room, and I was, like, mentally preparing because the vibes are so bad. But also, being that I am the Mrs. Claus, I, I slowly was building up just Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, yes. I'm just hearing Jingle Bell Rock on loop and like focusing and getting ready to fight whatever this thing is. And then I hear, I'm coming, scuttle, scuttle, scuttle. And I'm like, did he just leave? (laughs) (laughs) Alaric, we're down a man and that thing is after you. And um, can I- You think, as I'm trying to ring up the sword for you. Now you can act. Before I shoot it. <laughs> it. Well, first off, is it just tendrils that are like reaching out of the darkness? It looks like something came off onto your sword and kind of like wrapped up, but it's like somehow connected to this creature and it's like starting to drain some of the light away. The creature that's in the room? Yes. Okay. Oh gosh. Because I was going to roll, read a bad situation, see if I recognize what this is now that we're, like, in front of it. But I don't know if I can do that at this moment. I think it's investigate a mystery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's actually what I was going to do, too, because I want to see if I know what this creature is that's latched onto me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, like, going through my Keeper's Rolodex to see what this could be. Ooh, that's not great. It's only an eight for me. On a seven, did I hold one? What magic is done here? Because, again, I get to ask that as part of my stuff whenever I do an investigation. Alaric, when you're looking at this, this it feels like it's a natural magic, but it's, like, intermingled with something else. It's causing this weird effect. So it's, like, almost like a feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Because decay is part of nature, so... Yeah. What sort of creature is this? It's... A nature spirit, it represents, like, decay, and as, as I said, that's part of the natural cycle of things. It's wandered in here. They do typically call caves their home, but the effect it's having, it's like it's mingling with something else. This is not normal, so there's something else in this cave that's causing that feedback. All right, so then with that with, with that answer, I will relay that to Mrs. Or I can't want to say Mrs. Stacks. I guess I just because it's the curse. 
Yeah, I relay that to Stax. Some sort of uh, natural creature with decaying ties. Do you know anything about these things? Oh. How do we deal with it? So, my role, I want to know what can hurt it. Well, I have an idea, but... I mean, it's spindly. So, could probably be pretty easily chopped up. Fire? The lighting a fire in an enclosed space is probably not the greatest idea. Oh, I have I have something better. And I'm like... It's always magic fire. <laughs> if you can break it into enough pieces, it can't really hurt you. And then you could possibly even then, you know, contain it. Because the spirit might still be attached to those pieces. And then you just bundle them up. And move it somewhere else. Standard nature. Spirit. Fire to destroy. Force to contain. If we can shatter it, we can stop it. Here I go. And I uh, I pull out Hellboy style, very specific glass bullets. It's a decay nature spirit. So this is straight up hydrogen peroxide. So it's gonna hit it hard if I can hit it. But that's what's in my bullets at the moment. Wow. We're the sweepers. Alright, so I'll let you, the two of you, get an attack round off before Enoch realizes, hey, wait a second. Hey, wait a second. Well, as soon as she says that and she starts pulling out her, her bullets to put in there, you see as I'm holding on to my sword trying to keep this, trying to pull it away, I reach into my pocket and I pull out this strange red and green dust and I crush it in my hand and I throw it out and as I do, like a bolt of fire flies right at this thing. Give me the roll. Would I have gotten my shot off oh, first? You... Or... Yeah, I'm letting you go first. I'm, uh, yeah, you. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm like fighting as I'm pulling this stuff out, and you know, I'm assuming you're firing as I'm like casting. Yeah, this is like ha- probably happening at the same time. This is a rather large creature, but its limbs are really yeah. thin and it moves kind of weird. Y'all are just having just a weird Valentine's. <laughs> I will say. It's not Valentine's Day, but it's like the week of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm gonna roll with my my it's the worst week. My sweepers brand hydrogen peroxide bullets. Uh, I'm gonna roll to kick some ass. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Five, six. That's. You do have luck. Luck is a thing. Yeah. You shoot me in the back. No, Please it, tell me no, you don't shoot me I in the back. Really, <laughs> do I want to take the luck? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm I'm skilled enough and I'm happy to be back on the beat. I'm gonna take the luck for the twelve to hit it, so completely holds with the advantage, all hunters involved in the fight get plus one forward, suffer no harm, double harm, or um, drive the enemy away. Okay, I think since I knew exactly that this was decay and I had a specific uh, weapon for it, I think I wanna double the harm. How much harm do your hydrogen peroxide a few bullets do? Standard 9mm would be 2 harm. So if these special ones, I don't know what you want it to do. But if we just double that, it's 4. You straight up blast one of its limbs off. And just... And when it cracks off, it like bubbles white with the peroxide. Peroxide is really good for a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
What's your right. goal to... Are you trying to knock the sink's legs out from underneath it? Or are you trying to light its face on fire? I'm trying to hit it square in the face. At least to hurt it the most, as well as maybe push it back to get it to let go of me. <laughs> kind of thing. It's not like it's holding on to you, but there's okay. like something that got under sword and then kind of crawled up. But you can probably like shake it off pretty easily. It's just you didn't notice it. Yeah. So I rolled a three, so I'm going to spend a luck. So, yeah. <laughs> We're going to turn that into a 12. Because that was bad. <laughs> we go in blasted. <laughs> yeah. Go in blasted. Both almost missed. But then they don't. <laughs> Luck is a wonderful thing. Oh no. Wait, Spell Slinger special, by the way. When you spend a point of luck, the official council of wizards is going to poke their nose into your business. Oh, make a note of that. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh yes. no. The sweepers know about you, the wizards are after you. Yeah, that sounds about right. But this 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 needs to happen. We gotta save this town, it's worth it. And there's no civilians around, so how much trouble can I really get into with the Wizard Council? That's Lakenda saying what could go wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, what is the effect of your super fireball to the face? I'm going to say... I want to do the, the terrible harm, but I think what would be more advantage for us is to give plus one forward to another hunter. So I'm hitting this thing. It's not expecting the fire. Maybe it throws it off, giving stacks. Or if Enoch turns around and comes back, a chance to pursue or do something else with it. So I'll give a plus one to the next hunter. Ooh. So I kind of picture as you hurl it towards his face, it just kind of catches and stays in the air just in front of it. So like, it does do some harm, but you also have this thing completely distracted by the fire in front mm-hmm. of its face. And it just got its arm shot off. Shot off. And that's dealing with that, Enoch, as you're just angrily crawling, you get to the end of the tunnel, you're like, that's when the effect wears off, and you realize, wait a minute. Oh, Enoch jumps up onto his tippy toes and his hands and he just starts going like a dog. Ah! I picture you just go out like you get out, stand up. Wait a minute. Damn it! Get down. You put your very angry arm, Enoch arm crawling towards you again. Him running on all fours is also terrifying so. Yeah. It doesn't help any. (laughs) Gets him there faster, so I guess that does help in that sense, but on the fear factor, no, that just makes it worse, right? Because you just see this thing, <laughs> like a little <sighs> cherub face coming at you really fast in a dark tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is going to... It lets out a screech, and it's going to attempt to, like, swipe out at you with its remaining limb, so... For Alaric and Stax, I would like you to roll to... Act under pressure? I or? guess act under pressure, but you can get advantage because he's got one arm and is distracted by fire in his face, so you get to roll twice. Nice. Seven plus cool, so we have seven. Ten. <laughs> I rolled double sevens, so it didn't matter. So I rolled a five and a two and a six and a one. <laughs> plus Excellent. one, so eight, right? <laughs> 
because we have plus one going forward against this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I got a 10. So, Mrs. Stacks, you dodge. No problem. No problem. Sweepers have a gym. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. Gotta get more cardio in. <laughs> Worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. I feel bad because you used a luck point to get the fire thing, but Alric, you, as you dodge back, you lose your footing and you start to fall on something, and now, like, you lose concentration. The flames dwindle out, and the creature might still be a little disorientated by what's going on, but you will no longer have that advantage going forward. But I will say, Enoch, you do get, do get to have a plus one forward as you finally emerge into the room right as Alaric falls onto the <laughs> ground. You see the flame disappearing in front of this creature's face, and you get time to get in an attack before it figures out what's going on. Oh, he's just swinging out. Oh boy, that's a nine. To kick some ass? Oh yes. Was that with the extra plus one? I'm so sorry, that's that's a ten then. Alright, so do you want to gain the advantage, inflict terrible harm, suffer no harm, or force them where you want them? I want to force them where I want them. Which is? Right in front of me. The way I see this going is that Enoch emerges just pure rage. Lands on his feet and immediately goes into an uppercut and just nails this thing with his tombstone weapon that does three harm. And it's heavy. And then from the uppercut, it just lands right in front of Enoch and he taps its shoulders and he just does a nice little polite head nod and he's smiling underneath his mask. And he just goes, I'm going to beat you to death. So you, like, catch this bundle of sticks and moss and just decay. And you catch it underneath the chin and it just shoots up all of its limbs, like, flopping beneath it. And it drops to the ground like a marionette that's had its strings cut and starts to, like, get up and looks up at you. <laughs> Having very happy that the knock came back... <laughs> But I hear him, his threats, that I'm going to beat you to death. And I'm like, nature spirits are protected. <laughs> Go look at Miss Dax, turn back to the monster. I'll beat you only half to death. That's acceptable. Yeah, so. <laughs> so it's down, which is good. I want to see it as being like prone and I want to try to run up and shoot one of its legs off so it can't get back up so I'm gonna roll to kick some ass roll to kick some ass and I will give you a plus one cause it is okay. down nine seven plus two is nine <laughs> yes it is so you are able to shoot one of its legs off but as you do that, it lashes out with one of its arms at your leg and it like slices you across your calf for one arm. Yeah, I'm like, huh! You definitely wanted to put peroxide on that. Yeah, ow, 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 ow. That's gonna be, that's gonna be several tennis shots, ow. And <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, yeah. Enoch, hold down. Oh. Enoch will happily abide by this, but let me let me wait for Alaric. <laughs> He's on his butt. 
Alaric. in the muck. Alaric, you can get up and attempt to use magic to uh, track this. I'm going to get up, and it's got one arm down, one leg down, right? How many arms and legs does this thing have, by the way? Just before I decide what I'm doing. It just had it just had two of each. Okay. They had probably more joints than they should. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to cut off its other arm. That, that way it gives us more control over this thing. That's what I'm attempting to do with the sword. As I see that it just uh, sliced stacks. So now I'm going to okay. try to make sure that that limb can't reach out and hit anybody else. No more touching anybody. He's about to scratch. <laughs> Those are bad touches. That's an eight plus... Because that's kick ass, right? So that would be yeah, tough. tough. I don't think I have any bonuses to tough. I think, yeah, it's just straight. So that'll be eight. Okay. You and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. <laughs> All right. So you're able to slice its arm off, but you feel when you landed and back in the water, you realize like you got some of like this essence that it's been leaving behind, mm-hmm. kind of. And it's just like you feel more of your life being drained away by it. It doesn't seem to be going into the creature, but it's... Yeah. It's like you are decaying slightly, so you take another point of harm. All right. It's down two arms. Alaric's looking a little pale. Uh, let's, get rid- let's get this thing done. Enoch, what are you going to do? Yes. So, taking what Stack said, seriously, he's not going to try to kill this thing, but... He is incredibly pissed his two teammates got hurt right in front of him, so he quickly shifts over to the side of it, looks where it's back, where the spine is, to where its legs meet, and he just drops the most powerful punch he can on its back. Are you attempting to just, like, shatter it, essentially? Yes. Roll to kick some ass. Happily. And I'll give you plus one because it's down all but one leg. You gave me a nine. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm completely wrong. That's an 11. I forgot to add in my tough. Okay, so inflicting terrible harm or put them, force them where you want them, which is in pieces but alive. I'm sorry, Stax, but Enoch's anger got the best of him. He's inflicting terrible harm. Okay. So as you see Enoch just going for a blow that would kill just about anything, you see this thing like shatters and immediately that feeling you were getting just dissipates. It's not all gone, but it's like whatever was causing that sort of feedback loop that Alaric noticed and probably didn't hasn't verbalized out loud to anybody. Whatever was causing that is gone. So it's just kind of like the remnants of that effect. As the feeling leaves, Enoch immediately grabs both of his teammates by their heads and pulls them in close to him so he can know they're... He's hes just so happy they're safe. We're good. We're good. Just, just let me have this for a moment. One more moment. Ow, ow, yeah, okay, yes, there you go. Uh, and he lets him go. I will, I'm not worried so much about myself, but I am going to try to heal Mrs. Stack's injury. Yeah, my leg is cut up, and I am... I'm like, I'm calm. I'm calm. We're better now. This is better. We're just in a cave now. That's double fives plus two, so twelve. So ah, you super you. heal. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> so it says he heals one harm. 
So if that wound on your leg just heals up, then there's now you don't have to worry about infection. Could it be so good that there's not even a scar left? Yeah, but with that high of a roll. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Hawthorne. And you hear an appreciative jingling of the silver bells. Oh, oh damn it. <laughs> so once once Hawthorne finishes he- healing stacks, Enoch immediately takes a prostration bow for the bow of forgiveness, and he's just, I have failed you both, and it will take a lifetime for me to get regain your trust. No, no, you're fine. I mean, we all know that that thing was sending out strange energy. Obviously, you, you came back, and that's what matters. Without you, we'd still be fighting a thing, so think nothing of it. Yes, knows what else that could have done. But I do think I asked you not to do that. So, and I reach into my endless sweeper pockets built into my suit and I pull out basically it's a um, it looks like a very fine copper net, but it's also like a bag and it's gonna expand to basically be as big as we need and I'm like, now we get to collect uh, every piece of that creature and by we, I mean you. Enoch accepts his punishment. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's copper, so it's uh, antimicrobial, so the decay magic won't do anything. Can I try to at least help him out by reaching out with magic and making the pieces of the creature light up so he can track it down, find the pieces better? Uh, yes, roll to use magic. I begrudgingly let you do that. (laughs) Four, five, six... I rolled a six, seven, eight. Edoc's got a handkerchief tied to his head. And he's just now just looking for pieces. I'll say it does work, but there are a lot of pieces in it. It's only going to last like five minutes. So you'll be able to get <laughs> some, but also Alaric, you were the one that figured out there was something mm-hmm. aside from the creature that was causing that sort of feedback loop and yeah, I was going to ask about that. probably also thought we're able to kind of piece that together, even though you didn't notice the same signs Alaric did. So that was that was way more negativity than even a, a decay spirit should be putting out. Yeah, normally they're not that bad. They're unsettling, but they're not that bad. Yeah, they're just they're they're creepy. They they post up under cemeteries, under abandoned buildings, uh, empty forests, and it's just cre- creepy. But this was just angry, just negative. Should we look around and see what we can find? Investigate a mystery. As you are in this cavern. I'm so miffed, because if we had caught it alive, that's a so different procedure from having shattered it, and it still be, like, alive and now, like, the paperwork for reassembling that. I will say it's not dead, but it's, it's that hurt. <laughs> Yeah, but we have we have a procedure. So I'm just like, I'm trying to investigate, but I rolled um, a five. So it's just like, I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing I need. And I'm just angrily <laughs> singing Mariah Carey. No. You definitely miss it. And we'll see what the result oh, yeah. of that is later. <laughs> Stax is just not having a great time. <laughs> I'm not. I got an eight. So, because I have a plus one, so, and I have, again, the forensic divination with Investigative Mystery, so if there's magic here, then 
I would say, what magic was done here? Like, what is, what is it that we can still track kind of thing, I guess? Now that the decay presence isn't actively interfering, you do feel the original charm effect, which is just like, it's a very, very positive, friendly vibe, and that's what should have been emanating from there, and it's... That is now what is starting to push back that. But it seems not just general good vibes, it seems like old magic. Perhaps connected to a story or kept alive in connection to that story. Hmm. I will share that information with with you guys out loud. Can we at least see where it's coming from in here? Do I can I detect where it is it coming from or is it just like a Don't you get to like ask what happened here? What happened here? <laughs> it's a good question. As you're trying to figure out the source of the feedback effect, and you're just following that good vibe, you find one of the walls that seems to have an inscription. You realize it ties back to the original story of Cupid. This is a power source or like a cornerstone type thing. And that decay creature being here around a day so closely associated with Cupid when that power was perhaps more active at one of the places that was marked for Cupid next to Cupid Lake, it just kind of snowballed. But also, with something like that, you feel like a decayed creature wouldn't have normally wandered in here on its own. You're not sure why it came in here specifically, given that you all now kind of feel like hugging your friends. And maybe some of you and some of the friendly people look in town once they actually look friendly again. There's going to be a lot of really awkward apologies for some people after this. I like to think then that if that's what's going on, um, Enoch's underneath his mask, he's turned a extremely bright red. Because feelings he does not understand has come flooding him. Enoch, you already established we're only friends. You want to hug people. <laughs> well, no, that and specifically he wants to... Um, Ask the spirit that tricked him to be a be his friend, and that Aww. hopefully, maybe Aww. over time, they can. And Enoch just shakes his head violently. Nope, 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 nope. Can love bloom on the battlefield? <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect this plot line, but okay. <laughs> I, you know what? So I was thinking because I didn't want to just do the typical Enoch hungry for revenge, and I was stuck for it until you told us what holiday this was based on, and I went, "Oh, I know exactly how to do, do this now." And I thought this would be a fun little twist that he's not actually—he's conflicted. He has a crush on the spirit. You're impressed. Mm-hmm. I think Stax is, you know, the decay is gone, my leg is healed, I'm not feeling so bad, you know, we we didn't destroy the thing, vibes are better, I'm feeling, I'm feeling this positivity that's not Christmas spirit, it's just kind of a nice general goodness that's not exactly the same as I've been bombarded with in Christmas Town. <laughs> So I'm just like, I sigh, and I'm like, Enoch, I'm, I'm very glad you came back. I'm not, I'm not mad about the decay spirit. That's, who knows what that thing could have done. My best friends. Oh. I still don't know how this thing got in here, though. It doesn't make sense. 
Hawthorne is specifically trying not to give in to those emotions, so he's trying to change the subject back. So cool with your yeah. with your coat yeah. on and your your arms crossed. You pull up your scarf like I don't I don't care. I'm a I'm a professional. I'm not supposed to be yeah. sappy. Gosh, what are we? What is happening? What are we doing? Oh. Yeah, this thing. It shouldn't have wandered in here. No, they're generally sedentary. Something might have led it in here, or pushed it in here, or tricked it in here. I mean, it shouldn't have just wandered in here at all. A lot of hears, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I want to... So I, I beefed that last investigative mystery roll, so I can't do that again, can I? Or I've given you more information. Maybe now you'd be looking for something specific. You're investigating a different mystery. You're not trying to find out what was causing the feedback loop. Now you're trying to figure out something else. Yeah, I'm trying to see, is there anything else in here? I'm looking over the, um, the like, inscription carved in the wall that you pointed out. I'm trying to see if there's anything else, basically, that we missed. Like, anything that would have led this here, or any evidence of a different creature. Eight, nine, ten. That's ten. On a 10 plus hold, too. Answer these in whichever order fits. But what else is being concealed here? And what sort of creature is it? Like, what is being concealed here that we didn't notice before because of the decay energy? Mm -hmm. And what sort of creatures, like, behind this, maybe? Yes. For the what is being concealed here, what did you miss? As... I picture you help Enoch pick up at least some of the pieces of the spear, and as you're doing that, you find the piece that is sort of like the heart of it, almost. Piece that like holds it together, that holds its identity, and you notice like, it looks like a piece broke off. That's not something that would kill it, but it's odd. Then you go to look at the inscription you're trying to figure out, and you notice there's something weird or something like wedged into some of the carvings as you, like, pry it out. It's the piece that was broken off. So there's something that intentionally found that creature broke just enough off to where, like, it wouldn't cause harm but where it would be, like, compelled to follow and then wedged it into that carving in a place to cause chaos. I feel a shiver of what might be winter wind. It goes right up my back. And I hold up the, the little broken part. And I show, I show Enoch and uh, Hawthorne. And I say, another creature deliberately sought out this decay spirit, shattered its heart, and led it here, outside this town, specifically to fill it with negative energy. You think it's our uh, wannabe Loki? I can't imagine that's so complicated and so outside the scope of, of most creatures we run into that I, I hazard to say yes. It's so like her. Such a hint of admiration, I hear. Enoch <laughs> <laughs> he shakes his head violently. That seems like something a trickster spirit would do. You should probably get out of here. Was she a trickster, though? 
Or did she just trick you? <laughs> yeah. Ah, there's too many layers. From what you can tell, she never actually did direct harm to anyone or anything. I mean, the kid you looped into the job was unfortunate, and she did apologize for that. Well, I, you know, I'm trying to remain calm and professional, but I, I have the, the heart, the, the rest of the piece of the heart. And I say, let's, let's at least get out of here before I do this. And um, I want to leave the cave and go out kind of into the, what time? I assume it's, it's like night. I was just, it could have been like middle of the day because like there are people driving around. So it's, it's whatever time of day y'all feel like. Okay. It's sunset because it's Valentine's week. And we're on the Heart Lake. We're on the Heart Lake. Yeah, we're on the Heart Lake and the sunset, and it's so pink and orange and beautiful, and uh, the sunset is glinting off this thing's poor broken heart, and we have the bag with all the rest of its body in it, and I do want to uh, put the heart back together. And it, it just clicks back, and you feel like, you just feel like this little pulse of energy. It doesn't feel like malevolent or like sickly or anything. It just... I put the heart carefully with the other pieces. You're still getting a feeling off of the pieces, and like that feeling intensifies it a little bit when you return the heart, but it doesn't feel exactly like it did before. It feels more right, more natural. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, I say to it, I'm like, we'll get you back together and back where you belong. And I'll I'll take the bag from Enoch. I think we should seal this up or do something to prevent stuff like this from happening in the future. Oh, absolutely. And I pull out a, a, a belt of grenades. <laughs> oh my god! Before you potentially blow this whole area up, let me see if I can just raise and manipulate the stone around the entrance. Oh, that works too. I thought you were just gonna call the sweepers. I didn't know you were gonna blow up the whole edifice. My original thought was maybe calling the sweepers, but when, when I see Stacks pull out a bandolier of grenades, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> let me just, let's do this a little bit quieter. We don't need the local authorities coming out here from a big boom by the lake. Hawthorne had a really weird two months. I believe it. Just, I believe it. So. What about just one? <laughs> if this doesn't work and you're dead set on it, then sure. Let me see if I can make this work. Oh no, I'd have to file a report for the missing grenade. You know what? And I roll them back up and I'll just save them for later. Whether this works or not, you should still let your people know about this area so that way they can monitor it and you know, keep an eye on this thing for future issues. Oh, of course. And he will reach down and pick up a rock off the ground, start waving his hand over it, and then you see the, the doors, hopefully shifting around the entrance there the doorway okay and that will be a nine plus two so 11 just shy of a 12 right works without issues so what does this look like yeah you see him like waving and the rock in his hand begins to lift up off and then the doorway to the cave begins to shrink as it looks like the stone just kind of like folds in and it becomes like a wall 
I don't want to completely shut off because I don't know if the magic inside needs to be able to have like a way out. So I will leave like a small little opening, but nothing for big things to go in or something like this, this stuff or for people to just walk in. Like a little slit? Yeah, just enough for if that magic needs that opening to be able to, to do what it does in this town. So, but yeah, you just see it almost completely close up. And to anybody looking other than us, they wouldn't even think there was a cave out here. It's going to be some very confused local kids, but I'm sure they'll be fine. That's fine. Was it Makeout Cave right over <laughs> here? <laughs> oh, man. Cupid Cave, man. <laughs> we got to find somewhere else to make out now. <laughs> yeah, so as you all travel back into town, you see already the negative effect is starting to disappear. You see people apologizing. It's, it's, you imagine, it's gonna be an awkward few weeks as people work through all their apologies and, like, see people helping clean up messes that they made. They seem confused by what's going on. Paid no attention to the car that has a giant hulking revenant riding on the back. <laughs> there is one little kid that's like, Look, Mommy, that car has a pony in it. <laughs> He's a miniature horse. <laughs> okay, you just yelled it out the window. Miniature horse. <laughs> I lean back in and I'm like, I, th I think, I think Christmas Town is having some effects on me. <laughs> yeah. And I don't elaborate. <laughs> And, and as you say that, I just kind of, like, tap you on the shoulder as more of your glitter falls off. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, poof, poof. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm never going to get this out of my car. So y'all go report back, or what do y'all do? Oh, yeah, y'all have to take me back to my van. The glitter just, like, falls out when I open the door, and I'm like, it's, it's fine, it's fine. That's fine. That's what, that's what shop backs are for. And when I started... I look back at y'all and I'm like, we did good. We did good. I'll get this all uh, squared away with the sweepers. They'll be able to keep eyes on the town. I'll make sure nothing like this happens again, hopefully. And yeah, good job. I'll stick around here and see if I can drum up any clues onto this thing that did this and see where it may have gone. But if anything, I'll let you know. I'll scan the perimeter, see if I can find any clues. All right, so yeah, Enoch, we'll figure it out. We'll get you out of that Mrs. Claus position. Don't worry. It's it'll all work out. And I, um, uh, you need me, and I point to the 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 sweepers logo, which is like a cute little top hat and a a chimney sweep broom. <laughs> and I just tap the van, and it's got our our generic phone number on it. And I'm like, uh, you know where to reach me. Do you not have each other's personal numbers at this point? I mean, I would... We do. I'm just making an exit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they literally know how to reach me. I'm, I'm programmed in their phones. My question is, is there signal at the North Pole? <laughs> yes. It's actually really good. <laughs> it's the best it's signal. Like, it's like weirdly good and the Wi-Fi is pretty good too. It's pretty good. It's something about the, the Northern Lights. It, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Listen, I got paperwork and I need to, I got to get this thing. I, I lift the bag full of sticks. <laughs> <laughs> got to get this contained. Don't blow up any caves. <laughs> ha 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 ha. And I just, I get in the car. <laughs> and as I 
I'm just like, funny joke, funny joke. And as I crank the car, it's just, it's just blasting Christmas music. <laughs> I love that it's like after Christmas, so there should be no Christmas music on any of the stations, but somehow for you, it still plays. Yes. <laughs> I love For it. me. I love that. It's taxes. You're polio. You go to like turn down the volume, but you're surprised when the radio station changes if it isn't Christmas music. It's country. <laughs> the twangiest 90s country. And I'm like, oh, all right, all right. That works. Cool. The initial effects are starting to wear off. And just a, so quick for Alaric and for Enoch, as you investigate, just give me plus sharp. Happily. Plus sharp. You're not going to believe me, but a 10. Yeah, yeah. 6 plus 3 plus 1. What about you? Please tell me you this got better. scary because somebody up there really wants Enoch to find something because I rolled a 6 and a 5. That's an 11. Yeah, yes. You don't, you don't have the sharp? You don't have no plus sharp? Zero. That's why this is so... In- this is why this is incredible. <laughs> so for Alaric, as you are looking around trying to see if have you seen this one? Like, have you seen anyone matching this description? Any other mysterious characters? There was someone who came into town, like, a couple of weeks ago asking about, like, the... At least one person saw them going towards the cave, but it was a man. But there were reports of, like, around the time y'all were there. You don't quite run into her, but you do hear some people mention, like, oh, yeah... She was just here asking about the weird, the official story ends up being there was like some sort of like a na- like a gas leak or something that was messing with people's minds and like, yeah, she was asking about that. You just missed her. I, I don't remember where she was going though. We have reports that there was a she in the town asking questions that kind of matched the description, but there was a man seen going into the cave and it could very well be a shapeshifter is what I would think. And you would get that text stacks as you're driving off. At some point as we were investigating, yeah. I would let you know. So I'm filing papers. Yeah, this thing may have been some type of shape-shifting being. We'll keep looking. Thumbs up emoji that somehow like has a Santa cuff. And it also <laughs> posts like a holly emoji. And then it says, like, Stax is typing, Stax is typing, Stax is typing, and then I stop. Normal thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Enoch, we gotta find this beam so we can get Stax out of that situation. Yes. Plus, you, you gotta get your revenge. Yeah. Re- revenge, yeah. I, I totally want my revenge. Before you leave, Enoch, you do catch a glimpse of what you think might be her. Walking around the corner, and you rush to catch up, and when you get around the corner, there's no one there, but you do see a note that was left behind. And the handwriting does look familiar, and it just says, Good job. I don't think this is the last time this is going to happen, so keep an eye out. I'll explain more when I can. And there is no signature. Underneath his mask, Enoch gets a smile on his face. He carefully makes a origami heart with a note 
and he puts it close to his in his chest pocket. Do you tell anyone? Actually, Enoch keeps it a secret. A very happy secret to Enoch. Ooh. Aww. Enoch got telling the team. I was kidding. <laughs> and this has been a heartfelt disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very appropriate name now. <laughs> you have been listening to Pseudonym Solo Adventures Holiday Brigade, a holiday-themed Monster of the Week mini-adventure featuring Brian from Dungeons & Pop, Morgan from Mind Flight Mondays, and Jess from Ballad of the Seven Dice. Stay tuned to see what happens next. Pseudonym Solo Adventures is part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time. You can find us on social media at Pseudonym Social, and you can find our website at pseudonymsocial.com. If you like what we're doing and want to support this among our other shows, because we have many of them, check us out at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial.com.